start now. To me, if you want to learn anything, just start and put the hours in. Yes, it is daunting to try something new, but just start now. There's no better time than literally the present. You are now listening to We Are Crayons, the podcast. Conversations with Trinidad and Tobago's creative thinkers and makers. We'll delve into their processes, their struggles, and what drives them to execute continually as creative individuals. I'm your host, Daniel McNichol. Do enjoy. Nicholas Huggins in the house. Good evening, Nicholas. Thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot for having me. <laughs> no problem at all, man. So, Nicholas, just tell the people who you are and what you do. My name is Nick Huggins. I am a graphic designer. I would say I specialize probably in packaging and branding. I also just started my own little design boutique agency called Backyard Design Company. And I have a clothing line called Defmont Clothing. Definitely want to get into that. So before we do, though, I like to get a sense of what brought you to the place that you are today. I went to Bishop's Auntie Junior School in St. Anne's. There I used to, I remember entering a lot of art competitions, that type of stuff. I always used to be drawing, sketching, painting, just kind of immersing myself in terms of art. I used to do calligraphy because I won a calligraphy set as a student there. I was always sort of encouraged by my teachers at Bishops and by my parents to sort of explore that side of it. I was probably a little mischievous child and didn't really take on the schoolwork as much as I should have, but Somehow for myself in St. Mary's College, where I did art straight up to Form 6, I was once again encouraged by Mr. Rez, who was my art teacher throughout my seven years there. And when it came time to choose where to go to university or what to study, I was once again very much encouraged to pursue art and design as an option. So I then went to the Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia. And that's where I kind of found graphic design and found my place in what I wanted to do creatively. Mm-hmm. So in essence, then you wanted to more or less be an artist? I'd say before I went to SCAD, I knew I wanted to do something in the line of art. I didn't know mm-hmm. what. I thought I wanted to be an illustrator. I also toyed around with doing industrial design because someone I looked up to, he did industrial design. I also thought about doing painting, all sorts of different things. And I took an intro to graphic design class and I kind of fell in love with it. And I realized this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What about graphic design hooked you? I'd say in terms of graphic design, I'd say it was more the creative problem solving. Mm-hmm. I liked that you were working with clients who had a problem and they needed someone who could solve it to solve it for them. And as I said, there's many ways to skin a cat. So I can't, I really enjoy the fact that any problem could be looked at with many different solutions. And it's not necessarily which one is right, but which one works the best in this time and place and for this particular client. How then was your time at school? Can you pinpoint any reflection points then? Like, yeah, this is where I want to go. This really makes sense to me. When I was at school, what I would try to do was find myself in the classes that the most talented students, in my opinion, were in. That really allowed me to push myself further. I would message the guys on Facebook or the girls on Facebook and say, well, what classes you're taking this semester? They let me know and I'd try to find myself in their classes Mm -hmm. so that we were all able to sort of push ourselves up and we knew the kind of quality that each student was bringing. So whenever we were presenting a project, everyone knew they had to bring their A game because when critique comes around, you don't want to be 
that guy who's presenting something that is like completely lackluster compared to everyone else's. Right. So I'd say being able to sort of crack that little code enabled me to really improve my work and improve my work ethic as well. Oh, you bring up a nice point there. Work ethic. What does that entail for you? How does that look to you? For me, having a good work ethic trumps anything. It trumps whatever talent you think you may have. In my opinion, I tell this to people all the time, especially students who ask me certain questions. I always tell them like, work hard at something and you will get good at it. When I went to university, I'd never used Illustrator, I'd never used Photoshop, never used InDesign. And now these are the tools I primarily use. And that was just from me working hard at it for 10 plus years and just really fine tuning and learning as much as possible. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I was, I had an interest in art. I had an interest in design, but I really didn't know what it took or I didn't really, I wouldn't say I necessarily possess an innate skill or quality in terms of that. It was just all down to putting any hours, putting any work mm-hmm. and sort of figuring out how to best use the newfound and acquired skills. Right. What kind of sacrifices then did you have to make to make that time possible? The takeaway for most people in college is party, is this, is that. How did you manage so, through that process? At SCAD, basically two days of the week, you had five hours of class and the other two days of the week, you had two and a half hours of class. And then Friday was a studio day, which is where you kind of catch up on work. And then Saturday and Sunday are the weekends. Mm-hmm. So what most people did was they would save up all their homework and do it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. I, on the other hand, like a good party, like to lime. I was a guy, I would schedule my classes for the morning and I would spend every single afternoon into the evening doing my homework. I was never behind. People used to sort of boast about doing all-nighters. I did not one single all-night in university. I used to put in my hours and schedule in my work time. In my opinion, at reasonable working hours. And that enabled me to sort of have that little bit of balance where I could still go out and have a good time. But during the day and during the week, I literally just worked and worked and worked. I got you. Is that something that you bring into your work life now, that work life balance or has that changed? Somewhat, yes. I find myself now a lot of times overworking myself Mm. and I could see the change in my mood. I could see the change in how I communicate with people and that kind of thing. So now I need to be a lot more aware and a lot more cognizant of not overworking myself. But once I have free time and I'm at home, I'm working because I work from home as well. Right. It is hard to find that balance, mm-hmm. but I started gardening and taking care of plants and that kind of stuff. So during the day, I might go and take a little five outside, prune the plants. Um, I started learning the piano. So I'm trying to sort of put more stuff into my daily routine mm-hmm. to break up the constant work. In terms of the style of your work, would you say you have a particular style? or, you know, you're more loose and you kind of just put out what is required at that particular time? That's a very interesting question because I like to think of myself as being an extremely versatile designer Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, my personal style and what I like to design Mm -hmm. may not necessarily be the right fit for a particular client, at which point you need to know that and make the adjustments when you're working. But then I would say I do a lot of passion projects and that kind of thing. And so my style comes out there and a lot of people might see those things and hire me because of those things. So therefore, a lot of times my style does sort of seep into my client work, but I would only do it if I think it's the right solution to the problem that they have. How then do you conceptualize, move from the thoughts in your head to the actual work that you produce? I think for me, every single project starts differently Mm -hmm. and proceeds differently. I try to structure it in terms of how much time I allot to each project. So I know like certain projects, I'll tell the client three weeks or I might tell them four weeks or five weeks or whatever. And I know within those three weeks, perhaps everything comes to me in the last week. 
At which point I just execute stuff and sketch, executing Illustrator, that kind of thing. But I would say no two projects really are the same and there isn't, I've not found a quote unquote winning formula just yet. Sometimes I work really well at home. Sometimes I need to leave home and go to a coffee shop or something mm -hmm. just to get a different, a change of environment. Sometimes I need to go outside. Really and truly, it is so hit or miss when it comes to my exact process. Do you ever struggle with self-doubt? I think most designers and creative people probably <laughs> do. I would consider myself fortunate in that maybe I don't as much as other people, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's always a little bit of doubt in terms of, is this good enough? Did I push myself? It's never really doubt in terms of what I could do and what I could execute. It's just a lot of times doubt. Did I put enough work into this? Did I fulfill the vision that perhaps the client had? Did I execute this solution to this problem as best as I could? That's probably where the doubt creeps in a little bit. But I'd say in terms of doubting what I can do, I don't really that much Yeah. How does the culture of Trinidad and Tobago play into your work, if it does at all? And I guess... Before that is, what would you consider the culture of Trinidad to be, to be? That is a deep question. Yeah, because I, I tried to figure that out for yeah. myself, actually. <laughs> so as many heads yeah, as, yeah. as possible. That would um, be helpful. Okay. In terms of, I guess I'll answer the second question first, because mm -hmm. I would feed into the first question. Sure. For me, the culture of Trinidad and Tobago is very, very mixed. Mm -hmm. And you can see that in all walks of life. I think that we're very colorful people in terms of everything. You walk downtown, you will see people wearing the most crazy colors. People paint their houses in the most crazy colors. The, the birds in the trees are the most crazy colors. Like, and to me, in terms of that, I think if you look at my work, you could see I use a lot of those colors. I think in terms of a really cool local design aesthetic would be the FET signs mm -hmm. that Bruce Kion does. Mm -hmm. And so I look at how he uses color and how he uses different styles of typefaces, I guess you could call them, in his work. And it's really bold. It's really eye-catching. And I think that that kind of sums up what maybe a Trinbegonian is like bold and eye-catching, eye right? And colorful. Yeah, so yeah. I would say that that plays a lot into my work. How does feedback affect you? I guess similar to how it would affect anyone. <laughs> I love positive fe feedback. I kind of yeah, like yeah. when people are like, hey, that's real cool. I love yeah, to see what yeah, you're doing. Like yeah. random people will just come up to me and be like, I love seeing your posting illustrations every day on Instagram. That's so cool. Keep doing it. And that really, really drives me to do even more. Every now and then somebody will be like, yeah, that's not really like whatever. And maybe some negative comments, but way less than the positive comments. So I don't really take it on that much. But I mean, the positive comments really do. I always tell people, I'm like, hey, I, like I light up. So I share illustrations as phone wall wallpapers, right? On Instagram. And random people will come to me and be like, hey, check this out and show me their phone screen as one of my illustrations. And that would literally make my day, if not the next three days, you know? What is one of the things that you probably struggle with? Something that I still kind of struggle with is saying no and turning down jobs that I, that I may not think is a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. Reason being, you're trying to make money, you're trying to, trying to please people who are coming to you and you do appreciate the fact that people are seeking you out to do their design work. But sometimes it may not be a right fit and saying no a lot of times is a hard thing to say, mm -hmm. but it's all about work smart. Don't necessarily work hard. Mm -hmm. So, well, you work hard, obviously, but yeah. still yeah, works, yeah, work smart. smart, right? That's correct. So it's yeah. like you want to, if you think that something is not a right fit, it probably isn't. So 
turn it down, say no to that job or send the job to somebody else who you think would be a good fit for. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your brand. Death Month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? When I was in lower six in CIC, mm-hmm. one of my friends and I, we decided, well, this is when CIC was doing really good in the intercall. Mm-hmm. So we decided let's create a stencil and spray paint the design onto people's t-shirts because everyone wore a white t-shirt under their blue shirt. So we created a stencil, like a Spartan helmet with the word CIC written in red. Before long, there was a line outside the art room with people lining up with their white t-shirt to get spray painted to go to the, the intercall game in the afternoon. So we're like, whoa, this is crazy, the amount of people who want this. Mm-hmm. So the art teacher at the time, Mr. Rez, told us, why do you look into screen printing? So we kind of just went online, figured out screen printing. We built a screen, we built a printing press. We literally just ratched up this whole kind of little m- mobile screen printing set with plywood and all kind of bungee cord and thing. And we started screen printing T-shirts. But it would be like, if someone's showing a party, we'd screen print the security t-shirts. We'd just stencil security, screen print it. And we weren't bringing screens at the time because we only had one screen. Right. I think I must have cut out about 350 stencils in Form 6. I think my, my index finger still has an indent on it from the X-Acto <laughs> knife. So I went away to university after that and I came back and I still really enjoyed t-shirts and that kind of stuff. So I spoke to another one of my friends, Kevin Ross, and him and I decided... Let's create our own brand and sort of figure figure it out and make it a bit more legitimate than what we were doing back in CIC days. So we created Deaf Month. We wanted a word that we could apply our own meaning to. So the word Deaf Month actually comes from two words, deft, which means skilled and meant from like a movement, not like a physical movement, but like a political movement kind of thing. That was how the name came about. And then we started, we were like, what kind of t-shirts are being made in Trinidad at the time? And so we kind of looked at the different brands, looked at the landscape of graphic tees in Trinidad, and we were like, let's just do something completely different. So we started doing like really cool geometric typographic stuff. We reached out for advice. Keegan Simon of Individual Aesthetic, mm-hmm. he offered us a lot of advice when we first started out. And through the years, he comes and supports all our pop, pop-up shops, which is like, we always say like a rising tide lifts all ships. Mm-hmm. So that's something I really believe in. And I was really happy to see that other people in the industry were trying to help us out as the kind of newcomers in. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing Deftman now for about four and a half years. It'll be five years in October. It's been going really well. I think that people are kind of now starting to pick up on the brand. Obviously, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, especially when it's both of us. It's like our side hustle right. slash hobby. I mean, it's nice. You get to align with your friend, your print t-shirts. Is is a lot of fun, you know. Right, right, um, yeah. You build a little community around the brand. The reception so far has been really good. Right now, we are still trying to figure out how to expand to the broader Trinidad, the broader Caribbean, and then eventually to I'd say maybe the diaspora in like New York, Toronto, Miami. But everyone who buys one of our t-shirts always comes back and buys more because the, the quality of the shirts is the one thing that we didn't want to to lapse on. We wanted to make sure that the supplier that we get our t-shirts from is the best best quality. We do heat heat press printing. And so the the vinyl that we use is a really thin vinyl. I could barely feel on the cotton. So overall, the quality is really good. So it's really just to get people in the door to see the quality and feel the quality of the t-shirts. And from there, you basically convert to a customer, I'd say. And then too, in terms of my graphic design work, I'm now able to look at my clients through the eyes of being a business owner myself. That is actually really helpful because I could now put myself in the shoes of small, other small business owners and I know what problems they're going through 
I know what they may be needing in terms of marketing. So I'm able to basically use my own experiences to help my clients as well. So that is also a huge benefit, I'd say. If you had a billboard and you could put a message on it, what would that message be? Firstly, I'd say, let's take that billboard spend and put it into digital because you get more <laughs> bang for your buck. <laughs> um, as much as possible, I try to go back to my old school to CIC. I try to talk to students as much as possible. And something that they ask me is like, but we're not good at design. Like I was like, yeah, you're in form six. You're not going to be good at design. So I would say probably I would just say like, start now. To me, if you want to learn anything, just start and put the hours in. I literally have never played a musical instrument and I started learning piano this year. Mm -hmm. And it's just obviously it's daunting and I'm terrible at piano. Mm -hmm. But to me, maybe in five years, if I play for half an hour every day, I'll be good. So yes, it is daunting to try something new, but just start now. There's no better time than literally the present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But why piano though? Um, I'm a real big Elton John fan. Gotcha. So I was like, I want to learn an Elton John song. And I actually made a bet with my girlfriend's sister right. that I'd learn to play an Elton John song by the end of the year. I took piano classes. I just downloaded an app. It's taking more <laughs> piano classes. I'm dedicated to learning this thing. I don't like no, to lose bets. <laughs> that's amazing. If you weren't doing graphic design, what other profession would you be interested in doing? When I was in Form 6, I did environmental science and geography, mm -hmm. and I was really passionate about both those subjects. So maybe if I didn't go to an art school, I would have probably gone and studied something to do with environmental science or something like that. But I don't know. I feel like I have a really strong entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. So I feel like whatever I went into, I would have made a business out of it mm -hmm. somehow. Like I'm a designer, but I run Backyard Design Company and I run Defman Clothing Limited. So I feel like no matter what I would have done, I would have been a business owner in whatever field I went into, yeah. And where does that stem from, that innate feeling to want to do business? My dad has always told my sister and myself, go into business for yourself. Go into business, go into business, go into business. Whatever you do, open your own business, work for yourself. And that's literally like a mantra that my dad has kind of instilled in both me and my sister. Funnily enough, both of us went into running our own businesses around the same time. So when I left the agency and went into full-time self-employment, was the same time that my sister opened her gym. So she's a trainer. So it is actually really interesting to see that we both are doing our own thing. And it probably is down to my dad constantly telling us, mm -hmm. go into business for yourself. You don't want to work for anybody. Mm -hmm. How important is collaboration for you? Very, very important. I find like I do my best work when I'm not necessarily, it may not necessarily be a direct collaboration with somebody, but when I'm sitting down, even just brainstorming with people or showing someone what I've done and we're bouncing off ideas and they're telling me how I could improve it, mm -hmm. it's really, really helpful. And when you work for yourself and especially when you work from home, it's really easy to kind of get sucked into that like independent island nature. But really and truly, you need to reach out with Backyard I've now started working with an animator, photographer, writers, a project manager. So now I feel like I have a really, really solid team of people around mm -hmm. me. And so it's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of them and collaborate on different projects and that kind of stuff with these guys, you know? Is there anything that we probably didn't talk about you have an opportunity to share? What I always like to tell other designers, like give back as much as possible in terms of like, Go back and talk to students because for me personally, I left CIC 10 years ago. I don't think any designers really came in to speak to us. And at that point in my life, being able to see someone who's actually 
making it doing something in the creative field is a big deal. So if you are a designer, if you're in the creative field, I'd say just go back to your, go back to your school, the school that you went to, the primary school that you went to, and talk to them and let them know like this is possible. Be that example for students who want to do something creative, but maybe have parents who are pushing them to do other more like academic stuff, like lawyer, doctor, whatever, and show them that this is possible. You just need to think about it in the right way and you need to do the right things to get yourself there. Also, to, for like any young designers, I always tell them what was real beneficial to me was working for someone before I worked for myself because it lets you see the processes. It lets you see a varied range of work ethics and how people work and it enables you to be able to better communicate your ideas with clients, with other creatives you may be working with. It also enables you to easily get a bank account and a credit card and a car loan and whatever. So get, all, get a job, get all that stuff. Learn as much as you can, soak it all in. And then when you think you've learned enough and you really want, still want to go into business for yourself, then do it. So just before we wrap up, Nicholas, tell the people where they could find you online. You can find me at Nicholas Huggins Design, which is where I post most of my illustrations. Find me at Deftmont, D-E-F-T-M-E-N-T. That's my clothing company. Or you can find me at Backyard Design Company as well. That's my design firm. Yeah, so thank you, Nicholas, for the time. I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, man, it was, it was good. <laughs> thank, thank you very much for, for even thinking of including me in, in your podcast. And I wish you the best of luck. I'm Nicholas Huggins, and in a big box of crayons, I'd be Knickknack Party Black. Thank you, listeners. We'll catch you in the next one. Please share this episode with someone who would find it valuable. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the show now on Apple Podcasts to get new episodes as they become available. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It would help us reach other listeners just like you. Find additional content on abigboxofcrayons.com. Follow us on Instagram at abigboxofcrayons. The We Are Crayons podcast is a production of A Big Box of Crayons. All rights reserved. Until next time, friends, remember, we are all the same in the fact that we'll never be the same. Stay colorful.